Welcome everyone to the L7C podcast, Dragon Ball edition. Today we are going to be talking about Dragon Ball Super Manga Chapter 94, continuing the retelling of Dragon Ball Super Superhero. We got the Dragon Ball expert with us, Mr. Mitch Oso. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, as always, doing fantastic. How about yourself? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. We're continuing the retelling of Dragon Ball Super, and I think we're at the middle of the movie now? Yeah, about. Uh, getting close to uh, the climax, or well, yeah, a little bit about the movie. Hmm. Well, yeah, we will We'll get Slow right into grind it. to oh, get yeah. this manga chapter done. Oh, yes. It was a very slow, slow grind. So, man, let's just get right into it. This chapter starts off uh, the pan pickup school scene. If you've listened to our last podcast or if you've watched the movie, you know Piccolo has infiltrated the Red Ribbon Army base. And he is with the one guard who is tasked with picking up Pan from school and you know if you've watched it a very funny scene of this big really big guy trying to uh kidnap pan and pan takes him out in one punch yep just uh just pan's beating up on unexpected guards not understanding what they're actually about to get into and then there's just a little bit of dialogue obviously whenever a piccolo approaches and Pan can sense his, uh, you know, she can sense his key and knows it's him. And Piccolo explains the situation, uh, to him or to her. And, uh, they, uh, you know, they, they skedaddle out from the school area and they go right to the Red Ribbon base. And yeah, then we get there. And then the, the guard wakes up, tells Piccolo not to tell anyone about uh, the mishap there. And, when they get there, um, they make the little video of, you know, Pan acting as if she's in distress. And then they decide then they're going to go directly to Gohan to lure him to the base to fight the Gammas. And Gohan doesn't take them, uh, Piccolo and this guard seriously at first. Uh, he's, you know, back just doing his research as he, uh, quite frequently does a lot um, even after the guard pulls out his gun again not truly understanding the strength of these people and Gohan flicks the gun away tells him to leave otherwise he's calling the police and the guy pulls out the recording of Pan and you know, Gohan acts just like a, uh, a typical father should whenever he sees his child in danger gets angry but the, the thing to note here, though, is that, just like in the movie, Gohan, though, cannot sense that the other guard is Piccolo. Which even still makes though, no sense. It, again, they're just trying to show how Gohan is completely out of it, which I don't... I, I can't believe that someone would be so far out of it that they could not sense, you know, the their... I don't know, their mentor for their entire life, as mm-hmm. some people claim to be his true father in Piccolo, but whatever. Uh, Gohan gets pissed off, and he goes with them after, well, he turns Super Saiyan and freaks out the other guard, and he agrees to go with them to the base, so 
He heads over to the Red Ribbon base. He meets the Gammas in the downpour rain. And he starts uh, the battle against uh, Gamma 1. But uh, uh, pretty pretty standard stuff from what we saw in the movie. Like um, He ignores Gamma 1, just trying to get the pan. Gamma 2 kicks him back to the uh, fighting area. And uh, they kind of go toe-to-toe. Gohan starts off in his base form. And Gamma um, is giving him a pretty good battle. And Gohan gets some... He gets the upper hand slightly earlier, but then eventually over time, Gamma is just doing what Gamma 2 did against Piccolo, and he's just learning about how Gohan fights and his limitations and whatnot, and Gamma starts, you know, flipping the, the battle script towards his favor, and he starts giving Gohan a little bit of a hard time, and um, Gohan realizes that he's fighting an android, and um gets to the point then where Gohan um turns Super Saiyan and starts the well as a Super Saiyan, first thing he does is just launch a command mail right at Gamma. <laughs> but Gamma prepares for it, he dodges it and then takes his little ray gun and you know uh shoots Gohan with a blast, but uh Gohan uh, redirects the blast. And then goes and starts, you know, throwing punches and kicks and at uh, Gamma. And then they kind of come to a stalemate. And then once again, Gamma figures him out and just starts beating up on uh, Gohan. And then we get to the scene where to get Gohan's battle instincts back, he's going to basically fake threaten Pan to push Gohan over the edge. And it's a funny scene from the movie. They illustrate it here again where Piccolo is uh, grabbing or he's pretending to grab like, you know, Pan's collar of her shirt. But with the other hand, he's secretly hiding or like, you know, lifting her up by her feet. So um, this throws Gohan into a rage, even like Gamma 2, because, you know, Gamma 1 and Gamma 2 and Dr. Hedo, they're not really evil they're just working for evil people because they're stupid and um even gamma 2 is like you know telling piccolo he thinks that he's a henchman you know to just chill out and whatnot and this causes gohan to go into his ultimate form and that's how the chapter ends so yeah that's that's the problem you know these usually we go into way more detail with this stuff but it's like Y'all have seen the movie. We've we've read the manga chapters. We've seen it live action. It's essentially the same as an anime, but yeah, no, hundred percent agree. I think there was only for me rereading it only two slight differences, just because we had the manga. Those one since I'll just go backwards was when Gohan went Super Saiyan and the doctor's like, I've seen this before. Obviously, that wasn't in the movie because, you know, in the mm-hmm. manga, he saw like Trunks and Goat and stuff. So like that small thing. And then like the school scene, I don't remember the cop being there. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall the cop. I thought Pan's uh, teacher like was there, but that might have been one of Piccolo, like the first time that he legitimately picked up and I forget. But I don't necessarily remember the cop either. Which 
it was funny too because you know they're just like oh you're picking up hercules granddaughter and never mind carry on it's it's kind of interesting how the red ribbon army would just be like we're just going to show up and try and kidnap hercules granddaughter in broad daylight it is uh, it's also still funny how the world still views hercule as just this you know this uh this all-star this mm-hmm. larger than life figure you know we obviously see the behind the scenes stuff born how he act, interacts with the z fighters and sort of how pointless he is except you know such a, a central figure in the world i mean these guys you think about it their entourage is pretty pretty uh stacked in terms of who you got you got the strongest people on the planet you got the smartest people on the planet hercule you know the at least in terms of humans uh and how they view him the most famous person on the planet. most famous like human maybe but yeah it's just you know when you say it like that i mean that kind of gives i mean they're not a cabal but the red they have some validity when they're talking about like this gang <laughs> like if you really yeah. look at who's a part of this like gang yeah most from, definitely like you just said from all facets like the strongest the most famous the smartest the richest yep. the two richest <laughs> like yep. it is um and it, it's ungodly like yeah if you look if you could make it seem like oh yeah they're a terrible bad group and like when they're talking about we got to take these people out i mean you know the thing is is if uh you can, you can tell this is a fake universe because if you add any of those kind of like people with those credentials that we just said in real life mm-hmm. all politics get heavily involved twitter <laughs> rips into them tmz is up their ass exposing their shit and it's like <laughs> It's funny they never have the kind of drama that uh, that you would see from our, you know, A-list celebrities oh, or no. scientists or anything like that. So, not at all. People are also more gullible. Like, you know, if Hercule loses a fight, all he has to do is just like, "Oh, I wanted that person to win." Everyone believes it. Or his signature line: "It's a trick." <laughs> or, or he has stomach problems. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He would be he would be great in the WWE. Oh yeah, I, he's he's like he's probably there like a Hulk Hogan, a Hulk Hogan oh. type. But you know, it's kind of funny too with this school scene. I just think about I was like, you know, in real life, I don't know if Pam would be able to just go home to Piccolo unless he like is on the emergency contact information, right? <laughs> Otherwise, uh, he's a. Uh... These teachers are not doing their job pretty good of a big green guy with antennas came and just, you know, took it. That's the thing, too, is that the, the planet knows about Piccolo. Mm-hmm. Like, they know about King Piccolo and all the, the decimation that he brought when Goku was little. And yet, there he is taking Pan home. Now, that's the thing. Do people not know, like... Have they not done research into who Pan's lineage is? Uh, I mean, this this cop did. I mean, I mean, this cop obviously. Well, I mean, like, do they not? Do people like not know that 
that Pan is the granddaughter to two martial arts champions? Like, um, well, a series did a series. Good old Dragon Ball uh, GT. Remember the final scene where um, when it's Goku Junior and Vegeta Junior and some like random guy is sitting next to Pan, and he's and they like had Goku statue out there. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, because they have already and, and they're like, wait. You're the granddaughter of Hercule and Goku. It depends. Like, if you were, like, really knew, like, all the people I'm connected to, you just, you'd be crazy. Yeah. Because just... at that point, Goku's fully acknowledged. Is, I mean, so. Yeah. Again, probably the best ending of all the series, if we're being honest. It really is. It really but, is. We'll never get there again, but I will. But, you know, it's kind of funny, too, how. I think I shared it with you, I think, before you went on vacation, that little YouTube short of the um, Elder Kai and GT yelling at Bulma, saying the Shadow Dragons are all her fault, which is, I mean, if they happen to come to Super, it's true, because these wishes she's been making have been some selfish-ass wishes, and they can go right into that story if they wanted to. Oh, they should. That they should. And... I mean, no one else. No one else uses the Dragon Balls quite frequently. Frequently, like pointless wishes. Uh, there's been no history of the uh, Namekians screwing it up. Uh, the gods don't do them wrong. It's strictly Bulma and basically her greed. You know? Yep, yep. It's um because I mean he said like. I wonder if they would be able to find the Dragon Balls if she never made that radar. You mean like humans in general? Yeah, the humans in general. Would they have been able to ever find the Dragon Balls without the dragon radar? Because even Frieza had to steal the radar in the Broly movie to find the stuff. Um, I guess I never looked into that. Was there ever a wish made prior to Bulma's introduction? I don't think so. Not not Earth's Dragon. I have to look into that. That's actually a little fact that if it does exist, I do not know. Yeah, it would be. Because anywhere they go, I mean, everyone... I mean, Bulma's technically a walking target. Because you're the only one who has the only dragon radar on Earth. Yep. And then you just randomly keep them in your house now in this building and all that stuff. Mitch, I want to bring up last pages because Gohan went ultimate and some people are like, see, obviously like the ultimate Gohan bang. And they brought the, back this old argument that Gohan was not in his ultimate form when he stalemated Kefla because he didn't have his bang down. So people are trying to bring that back up. What are your thoughts? Uh, a mistake in, in drawing for yeah. Taro. It's simply what it is like. Yeah, I agree, because there's no way bait. I mean, I, I can get with Ultimate Gohan doing that in the manga, but base Gohan, just that would be so bad. <laughs> yeah, base Gohan uh, competing on the same level as a Super Saiyan 2 legendary Super Saiyan fusion. <laughs> or a fusion. Come on. Come on, people. Let's, oh. I mean, your nitpick for Ataro's like missing drawing of his bangs, but let's, let's just have what I would view as just a little bit of common. Like, what does it matter if, like, you're trying to, like, 
pitch it as you know that's his base form like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like we all we all accept that Gohan's strong as shit and that if if his story arc is used correctly just like it was in Z from child to cell like mm-hmm. like he can be up there with any of them and it's just like but let's let's not just if anything Gohan should have been super saiyan against Kefla yeah like yeah. So if he wasn't Super Saiyan, then he had to have been in his alternate form. But I I agree. I agree. So now we're getting to the point. So next week will be the ultimate Gohan fight, which means we should, knowing them, they're probably going to end next week with Orange Piccolo, or Orange Piccolo should be in the next next chapter. Yeah, I would. I I agree with you. I think Orange Piccolo ends the chapter. Which, I mean, the way this is going, so then you got Orange Piccolo, he does his stuff, they unleash Cell Max, maybe a couple more chapters, maybe by the beginning of, or middle of fall, which is crazy to say, as recording near the end of June. But then, I mean, this is coming to an end, and it's like, what's, again, what's next? What is after this? Because we know this is, we know how this ends, like, what is after this? Brand new arc. Brand new something. It just... Will this next arc end before the anime starts? <laughs> oh, God. Well, we're in the middle. We're literally halfway through 2023. No anime news whatsoever. The last big Dragon Ball news that's been said was Budokai Tenkaichi 4, and then there's been they've been radio silent since then. But man, I don't, I don't know, man. I I highly, they're coming to some comic cons, the Dragon Ball panel. That there's gonna have a big presence there. But usually they're a big presence there. But oh, remember to go rewatch Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Yeah. Well, another Dragon Ball thing, which I think they should potentially look at as a next arc. Dragon Ball uh, Heroes came out. And, I mean, we had the new iteration of the family Kamehameha with Goku, a Bardock, and future Gohan. Super Saiyan 4 Bardock, Ultra Instant Goku, and Super Saiyan Gohan. Wait, Goku was Ultra Instinct. Ultra Instinct, yeah. Yeah, Ultra Instinct, I apologize. So Ultra Instinct, Super Saiyan 4, and Super Saiyan. Mitch, what was I mean? What were your thoughts on that? You know, it's funny watching um, heroes all the time because it, this is how like their episode format to go, and that is first episode, big bad guy comes, absolutely fights and stomps a lot of everyone. Mm-hmm. No one knows how they're going to survive. Goku comes out of nowhere and somehow does like <laughs> I feel like Goku somehow. Like after a fusion, always fights him with a fusion, and then fusion breaks. Everyone struggles. Goku does. Goku handles the situation on his own, and then somehow, some way, you know, others get involved. But it always just makes me chuckle. Like Goku seems to be the one who is always the tipping point. Mm-hmm. Or because I'm like, they're fighting Demigra here. And, as Vegito, 
and you know they're going toe to toe with them, and they have the upper hand. Then they get split, and just freaking just Vegeta just gets obliterated, and then all of a sudden it's just Goku by himself, and he's holding his own. And then Go Gohan comes, Bardock comes. I will say, Bardock Super Saiyan Four looks sweet. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. His bandana. Is like the perfect addition to that transformation. Freaking awesome! Oh, oh, that it was really cool seeing that one, especially if obviously if you guys watched the Burley second movie, like playing homage to that when those three were shooting the blast at Burley in that one. But no, that it was, one really... was cooler than Gohan. Oh yeah, yeah. Actually, I'm trying to think of Bio Burley. It was yeah, it was Gohan, Goku, and Goten. Well, that was Burley's second coming. Bio Burley was Goten, Trunks, and Krillin. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yep. But I, bro, I really do think, like, that that's something they should look into, man, to make maybe that's the second, second arc before the end of Z, like a multi, multi, like, reality, universal type war, like. Just do it. I mean, oh, you can have content for years if you have all these. You have Frieza trying to take over the multiverse, and then you're running all the different versions of yourselves. And I mean, that'd be sweet. I mean, people would eat that up. Shit. I mean, we still have like four universes we haven't seen shit about. I mean, mm-hmm. We've brought that up in previous arcs that we still don't know what, you know, universe one, 12. Eight and five, the ones with the omega strong normal people <laughs> power, but the weak ass gods, like, you know. <laughs> whatever. But going going back to Dragon Ball because they didn't bring bring this up because this actually so Dragon Ball they made a big announcement because we we're talking about cons. It's not just any con that they're having a special exhibition. They're having a exhibition at San Diego Comic Con, which is the biggest Comic Con in the world, and that is in uh, July. And of course, speculation runs rampant. Just looking at this article right here, saying you know they haven't made up. There have been no announcements on the anime. They haven't done anything superhero. They're retelling it. This big thing. What happens? Uh, the list, the event is listed to take place July 19th through 23rd. That's the Comic-Con. And they're going to have a big presence there. Mitch, do you have any expectations of Dragon Ball announcing anything at this Comic-Con? At San Diego Comic-Con? I, I don't have faith in them to announce anything that is, like, worthwhile. Mm-hmm. Like, like... When I say worthwhile, like I need Xenoverse three, you know, again it's not Comic Con, it's just video games. You could do that at freaking Nintendo Direct, which was day at the time of recording, it was freaking lit anyways. Uh yeah, they did a they did a lot more than I thought they would. And we can talk about that after a little bit after this, but they did a lot more than I thought they would. Well, like so before Nintendo Direct today, I would have been like, Yeah, I don't I don't have any faith in japan like giving me anything that i have ever wanted because just like with us sitting here wishing for the anime there's been some video games that i've wanted remastered or just even 
re-released. And I didn't think it was going to happen, but today I got a dream come true with Super Mario RPG getting an entire remake. Holy shit. Uh, but anyway, so while I sit here and say, yeah, I don't think anything is coming out of San Diego Comic Con of video like Xenoverse 3, Dragon Ball Fighters 2, or whatever, or an anime. I might say that I don't have faith, but I've already been proven wrong in the last 12 hours, so I will open arms, except to be wrong. I would, oh my gosh, pull out everybody's bulletin board and just put it on there that I was wrong if this Comic-Con is anything exciting, but I feel like the only thing I would think is I think they would do the same thing, like have a five-second teaser of the next movie they're making. If we had another movie <laughs> where the anime came back, I think I would flip shit. It's, I mean, if if you're looking, I guess the rate of return, like you get to make one or two, like one two movies every couple of years, and you're bringing in a hundred million dollars. I mean, if I if I okay. I, if a movie came out before the anime, cool, whatever. I don't. But if they announce the return, or they're making a movie in development before, they would even say the anime will come back. I would flip shit. I don't even care if they came back during San Diego Comic Con and they're like, "Hey, we're going to start working on the anime. We don't know when, and we don't know when it's going to come out." That's all I need to hear. You know, like. Like I just want to hear them say that it that it is on their mind, essentially. No, I could dig that. We'll see. I mean, we'll be able to talk about it by our next episode, which will be very, very interesting. Also, a funny thing I typed in Dragon Ball Super on the internet screen rant says Dragon Ball Super shows off one Gohan transformation. For the first time. So they are saying this is the first time in Dragon Ball Super that you actually see Ultimate Gohan in the manga, which, like you said, come on, man. Yep. And then CBR saying Dragon Ball Super finally takes advantage of Hercule's celebrity status. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. But we'll see, man. Comic Con's going to be a big deal. It always is. This is the biggest. It's the biggest Comic-Con in the world for people who don't know. I mean, San Diego's where, like, big movie places like Hall H, Marvel, that's where they usually show trailers for some of their movies and announce stuff. Like, it's a big, big deal. But we'll see if Dragon Ball Super brings anything. Because you did share a tweet with me a couple days ago besides the last thing. It was pretty spot on how it's just video games are keeping it alive and other stuff is. Mm-hmm. Very much. I'm just That's it. Just video games. Video games are what hold this bitch up. So <laughs> and us, of course. And us. We're like, uh, we're, like we're like a pillar that slowly is deteriorating, but you know. Yeah, I mean just it's hard because obviously we've already we've already reviewed the movie on a podcast a year ago, two almost two years ago now. So it's like we're just redoing it again. I'm like, oh, this is a small thing that's happened. Or this you know, is the end of the year, like, like analytics that you're going to show. You know, mm-hmm. the top podcasts of the year. 
mm-hmm. because of the staleness of Dragon Ball right now. I'm going to talk so much shit if I'm in front of Jacob. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I actually, that is a um something I want to get done by the end of this month, too. Just funny thing off topic. I have a little poster of, like, the Dragon Ball podcast, the wrestling podcast. How many have been done this uh this year so far? Who's hit some milestones? So, yeah, if you, that would be very, that would be bad because... I mean, right now with the bloodline and all that, his stuff hasn't been hotter. For real, though, like that's that stuff is golden, like a golden book of great storyline telling that they're doing there at the WWE. So while we're while we're rehashing a fucking movie from like three years ago, <laughs> whatever it was, but it's the last new content besides. Dragon Ball, I mean, besides Dragon Ball Heroes, it's the newest, that's the newest thing, like, which is crazy, because Granola's done, Moro's done, I mean, Frieza, he's still out there, um, shoot, Goku and them are on Beerus's planet, doing God Note, still doing their fight, I mean, the other universes, we have no idea what they're doing. Not a soul. But that's where we're at in Dragon Ball, man. Yeah. We're just going to have to wait. This might be the days for the young people. If you're bored to go type in Dragon Ball AF and go look at Goku Super Saiyan 5. The good old days. Yep, Dragon Ball April Fool's. Or type the, in Goku Super Saiyan 100. You, you will find pictures. The precursor to Ultra Instinct, Super Saiyan 5. God, that's that's true. White hair. like It, it's, it yeah. is true. It is true. But Mitch, any anything else, man? Nope. I don't, I don't got too much news. I'm just like, just, I'm with everyone else just kind of waiting for... Wait for something new and spicy. It would have been sweet if today, like Nintendo Direct, would have had a Dragon Ball game. Oh, it would have been real good. But I, I don't. I'll, I'll be honest with you. If I got a brand new Dragon Ball game at Nintendo Direct today, I don't know if I could have handled it. <laughs> you know, because like the past few months, like it's been a lot of like Zelda. Mm-hmm. Like a lot. Zelda has taken the has taken Nintendo by the balls. Like the past few months, and rightfully so, the game the Zelda is always, you know, a fantastic franchise. And but I'm I'm a big Mario guy, and I need to get into the other, you know, like Zelda or like even like, you know, Metroid series. But mm-hmm. just I'm just focused on Mario so much. But like, oh my gosh, a new 2D Mario platformer with Super Mario Bros. Wonderful, I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. That came out. Um, wave five of the Mario Kart um, DLC coming out. Always enjoy that. Seeing a, a revisualization of uh, Luigi's Mansion: The Dark Moon that came out on a 3DS. I love Luigi's Mansion Three. Like, like uh, it's 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 uh, such a underrated co-op game. It might not even be underrated. Maybe more people know about it, but it just. It was so fantastic. Uh, a Princess Peach game is scheduled for release next year. That was 
as always nice to uh, see that uh, you know the IP gets its you know they start branching out with the IP and giving Peach her own game but but the epitome of happiness and video game release oh well before I go to that one you know the, for me I was a big Metal Gear Solid fan mm-hmm. um so you know while they are remaking Metal Gear Solid 3 from the ground up they are re-releasing the first well yeah the first 3 games in the Metal Gear Solid series so like Metal Gear Solid 1 on the uh, PlayStation and then Sons of uh, Sons of uh, Liberty and then Guns of, or not Guns of the Patriots Snake Eater so I don't think they're remastered I think the second, the second and the third game, they are taking the remasters that Konami already had made of them whenever they ported it to the Xbox back in like 2011. I'm not really, really sure what they're doing about Metal Gear Solid One. If they're they're just porting it from the PlayStation, it, it didn't look like it was getting like a from the ground remake or anything like that, but. I'll take whatever I can get. So, but yeah, I was surprised to see that on the Switch because, you know, the Metal Gear games, all the way up until Metal Gear Solid Five, they were all PlayStation exclusives, and then, um, and then the, and then yeah, Five came to the Xbox, and then Konami and Kojima had a falling out, so he's not with them anymore. So. Fandom has no clue what's going on there, but nice to see that uh, regardless of the console that you have, you'll be able to play it. But then going back to what I was saying, uh, the greatest news today was the fact that Super Mario RPG Legend of the Seven Stars is getting a from from scratch remake. Oh my god, Uh, turn-based RPG. Uh, The game came out in 95, maybe 96 came out about three months prior to the 64 coming out. And um, fantastic game, great storyline, very simple mechanics, and anyone who enjoys anything that, I mean, if you're a Final Fantasy fan, I know you specifically are, Martin, Mm -hmm. and a lot of the listeners probably are Final Fantasy fans. RPG was made by Square back in the day, and you know, when when Square hopped over to PlayStation and started pumping out Final Fantasy games, I mean... Yeah, I mean, the same same company that makes critically acclaimed Final Fantasy games had their hands on Mario Intellect back in the 90s, and they killed it. So, but, It's funny, too, because Final Fantasy 16 will be coming out this week. You know what's funny? The funny thing is, is that last week, middle of June, you know, the captain of the L7C, you know, mm-hmm. Byron, after, what were we talking about? Where you guys were talking, he was at, he was requesting Square, and I don't know how to properly pronounce your name. I think it's Square Enix. Square, yeah, Square Enix. Square Enix. I don't know. What, are, what were we talking about? What, what was Byron wanting? Byron was wanting something. He was waiting for Square Enix to um, mm-hmm. release something. And, and I, and I told him, don't, don't count on it. Don't like. I have begged for uh, RPG, not even get a remake or a remaster, just a re-release. 
Oh, this- he, which was, it was something too, which I guess this is showing our age. So literally last June, um, June 12th, I shared the this tweet about which all of us have experienced how midnight releases at GameStop oh. were legendary, legendary nights. And I was talking about the last one I went to was for Kingdom Hearts 3. And then he brought up how, like, where's Kingdom Hearts 4? And you're like, don't ask them for anything. They're worthless. And I said, hey, that's the truth. I mean. And and that's the thing. That was just last week. Like, Mm -hmm. that I told someone else, don't trust them. Don't trust them because I'm asking for my shit. And it's been almost, it's been 17. No, no, 17. I'm doing my math backwards here. It has been like. 28 years that like that game was released 28 years 95 that's a weird to think about but anyways I never got it and then 7 days later I am literally getting emotional because <laughs> it's not just a game for me I, I have I have emotional ties to it because of people in my life that got me the game and they ain't here anymore but anyways but yeah like my jaw hit the ground whenever i saw that because you had shared you had shared in the group chat Mm -hmm. that it was getting a, a remake but i didn't read remake i just saw like it was just getting released and then and then i get on there and uh just i just see they show the old, like, how it used to look on the Nintendo, and then they show a little transition to what it will look like in a new graphic format. November 17th, I will be glued to my Switch. <laughs> like, don't... If if there's a podcast on November 18th, like, I might not be there. You might have to do the whole thing yourself for Dragon Ball. Sorry, fandom. Oh, I'll bad. be here, buddy. You know, it's funny, too, because when I was looking through all the stuff, I'm like, oh, shit, these are all these games. And then from my personal thing, if you've listened to the very, very few ones I've done by myself, obviously, they announced, like, the Arkham trilogy going on to the Nintendo Switch. And I'm sitting there. And I was sitting there. I was like, one, I was like, okay. But, like, do we really need this? Two, is the Switch going to be able to handle all of that? Because it's going to say it's coming with all the DLC and all that stuff. And three, I was like, "Am I gonna buy this?" Like, I already played I, all the like, DLC. I've, yeah, I've played all the DLC. I thought I, so. I was just like, I just whenever whenever you were playing Arkham Knight, I just if <laughs> you were grinding out all those Riddler. Oh, no, I did it all. But it's like I I think the Switch is gonna explode. There's no way it's gonna hold all three. And that's not what I wanted. I want Arkham Origins remake, but. Legal and companies being shitty, but well, one, one thing, it it might be able to hold it only because of, well, it it maybe I don't know, like, so for like uh, Christmas mm-hmm. or Christmas, like for birthday, like what I got my wife mm-hmm. Kayla for you know probably a lot of people know that, but just in case of someone else, like, I got. I got her, or I was going to get her Hogwarts Legacy mm-hmm. or the Switch because um, our Switch is in the bedroom 
and you know, but then it could be a handheld, blah blah blah. And she likes the mini controller that she has for the Switch, and and um, but it got pushed back to July, and then it got pushed back to um, a November release. I suspect that that the reason why they did that was because the, I mean, from from what uh, Jacob Jacob L7C Jacob, you know, he listened or he played Hogwarts Legacy. I think he did a. I don't know if he did more than one playthrough, but he said the game is huge. And for anyone else who's played it, you, you can probably attest to that. And can the Switch handle that? I tried to play Ark Survival Evolved on the Switch. That was brutal. That was very brutal. That game takes a lot out of any system, whether it be like I played it on the Xbox or if you run it on PC. I mean, you got to have you gotta have top top notch um stuff to try to run those games on their respective systems yeah the switch just wasn't it 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 was not on par with the xbox and probably not not even close to p c par but but yeah can can it take batman so i mean if it can take hogwarts then they can probably figure out batman but I don't know what 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 is the comparison of the Switch compared to other consoles? Like, is it equivalent to like in terms of processing power? Is it equivalent to a Xbox Three Hundred and Sixty? I don't know because I know the big. I mean, their biggest game of recent was the new Pokemon one, and it was having issues with that. I'm I'm trying to Google it real quick here, boss. What would I type? Processing power? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Just curious. Because I'm like, would you think that it would be stronger than a PlayStation 2? Yes. Okay. Uh, would you think then it's stronger than an Xbox 360 or a PlayStation 3? I would think it'd have to be stronger than them, yes. I would think that it would have to be stronger than a Xbox 360. Is yep. it as strong as a PlayStation 3 though running Blu-ray? Oof, I don't. Because hell, like, like you don't even have now. Granted, a PlayStation 3 did it, but like you don't even have 4K switches. Like mm-hmm. you're still running at like 1080p. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because I don't yeah. think it would be stronger. Than the other consoles. Okay, what generation is the Switch part of? Is it part of the one that it's in? We're in right now with the Xbox. I would assume it's a part of like the PlayStation Four. Yeah, it's with the PlayStation Four and the Xbox One. Correct. So this generation does not have a new Nintendo console yet. I think. Yeah. Okay, so all right, so this is just a forum. Um, is a Nintendo Switch more powerful? This one person who has no credentials, <laughs> according to this, says that no, the Xbox wants um, runs one point two three teraflops. 
PS4, 1.84 teraflop, blah, blah, blah. Um, it just says that, you know, it's a very powerful uh, handheld. Um, how powerful is a Nintendo Switch from Pro, uh, Pro Casual Gaming? In terms of raw power, the Nintendo Switch does not compare favorably to other consoles released in 2017, that being the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One X. Modern gaming smartphones are far more powerful than the Switch. Interesting. So, very, very interesting, but it's going to be fun. I always, I mean, video games are great. I enjoy when people get when everyone finds a game for them that they get into, whether it be PC, console, or um, phone. And they get into it and have something to take their mind off of the struggles of the real world and just have fun. That's the best part of video games. I wish I had enough time to actually play a lot of the other games that you guys are so interested in. Because, like, well, Spider Man in, in October, I think, is the next biggest, yeah. biggest one. But again, whenever, but it's funny because we talk about the culture. Whenever a new Dragon Ball games gets announced, the whole conversation is going to get focused. Like, once, like, more stuff, a release oh, date, yeah. it's all oh. getting switched back. <laughs> that it will. That it will. Man, oh god, I can't wait for you know the day come for a Xenoverse three or something. And like it's that, cross man. play, cross play. Yeah, we'll can't imagine that it wouldn't be. We'd be so primitive. <laughs> yeah, it's like really seriously. I get tired of seeing more Dragon Ball people get added in Fortnite every two weeks than us getting more Dragon Ball content from the Dragon Ball creators. Right. Jeez, who would have thought Epic Games would be fulfilling our Dragon Ball needs? Dude, it's crazy. It's 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 so dumb. Anything else, man? Oh, that's that's it for me. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening to the L7C podcast. Make sure you like, rate, like, rate, comment, subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, you're gonna hear us next month. Either be happy or disappointed on how what Dragon Ball does at Comic Con. So be on the lookout for that. With that being said, it's the L7C podcast. Signing out. Thank you for listening to this episode of the L7C Podcast. Be sure to like, rate, review, and subscribe to the channel. Follow us on all social media platforms, and we'll be talking to you guys soon. Take care.